Welcome back to Marawa Sport Worldwide uh, this evening and uh, we continue our rugby conversation. We're joined on the line now by uh, EP Rugby General Manager, former Springbok Junior Springbok Bulls and Griquas Flying Forward SABC Rugby Analyst Tando Manana. Well, Tando, welcome to MSW this evening. Uh, great chatting to you once again. Owen, oh, honey, uh, always a pleasure to chat to you. It's been a while and it's good to be on the show. And also, just before we continue, is that uh, I'm quite happy that uh, Robert Marawa is doing very well and I wish him a speedy recovery. He is definitely missed mm. uh, on our shows as well, but he's progressing very well for those who are keen to know. Oh, thank you so much for that update. Uh, you know, it's uh, always... always uh disappointing not to hear Robert's voice I guess everybody wants to hear his voice but he is recovering like you said and uh, hopefully he will be back on the airwaves soon well Tano we speak to you and uh, I guess a very dark cloud in Springbok uh, rugby because Apiwa Dianchi has uh, these B samples being confirmed uh, positive for two anabolic steroids and then Ibn Etzebeth has also been uh, notified that the South African Human Rights Commission is investigating allegations that uh, he may have used racial abuse against a man in a pub in Langeban. There's so much happening right now and it's supposed to be such a great week ahead of the spring most departure to Japan but these two stories have just uh, darkened everything around uh, the great occasion. Yeah, well, I think uh, first and foremost, uh, Owen, it, we, we also have to say as rugby uh, people and that firstly we, we do not condone uh, should anything comes through for any player and who uses, uh, you know, uh, banned substances. We, mm. we certainly don't do that. I think the player within his right to go through the whole process of uh, proving his innocence. And, but also, uh, you know, with a be sample for me, uh, one just felt that now it will be a matter of time that, uh, you know, a few Janchi, I don't know who's advising him. I hope he's got good advisors. I think uh, at this stage, uh, he's still very, very young. I mean, this is a player that uh, was, uh, you know, was not on the rugby scene. And he came back after he decided that he will uh, concentrate on his studies. Came back, and he uh, was a marvel to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just so unfortunate. Uh, I have to say that I mean, many people still today, uh, you know, still uh, feel that uh, there is some interference and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. But also, I think uh, you know, uh, he and only he. Uh, can be honest uh, with himself and uh, so that we are able to, to move on as for leniency when he pleads, whatever he pleads in front of the research committee. But also it's very sad that a player like him was guaranteed uh, Owen that he would be going to Japan. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, uh, you know, as things stand now, he no longer. He also, I think it has to be said that, you know, as a professional sports person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a loss of revenue, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's really something that uh, many, uh, you know, would, would, would really say that uh, would be the first thing that they look mm. at, the reputation. Uh, you know, everything is at stake and I just uh, wish whoever is going to be representing him uh, will be able to get to the bottom of, mm. of what really happened uh, for him to be able to, uh, you know, to be diagnosed as uh, someone who's taken the multiple uh, uh, prohibited substances yes, that yes. were found in body. That for me is very important. So that we move on. He's still young, you know. Mm. Uh, twenty-five. You know, he is twenty-five years old. But if he does get yeah. a four-year suspension, yes. he'll come yeah. back when he's twenty-nine years old. Do you think that's too late in his career, or do you think there's still a chance? For, for a winger, it's, for a winger, it's too late. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, one, I know that many people will speak of a Johan Ackerman, but Johan Ackerman was a tight, uh, was a tight forward, he was a lock. Mm. And those are very scarce and very scarce commodities, mm. uh, if you look in terms of, uh, of, of, of great uh, rugby locks uh, in, in, in the world, you know. Uh, and, and for a few years, it's always uh, those special breed, young breeds, talented wingers. So uh, it's a matter of, as I said, you know, whoever advises you, whoever is going to be his legal counsel, is the sooner that, uh, you know, we could hear what really transpired. Uh, you know, uh, mm. we don't know what, uh, because remember, in that instance, what is looked at is, uh, you know, yes, you can be remorseful, but also the truth needs to come out from there. You need to take ownership. Yes. Uh, you know, he was a role model. He was a hero to many of us. Mm. It's all mm. over uh, the billboards over the country. We, but what we're not going to do is, uh, yes, one can see maybe it's a name and shame approach, but unfortunately, it's a professional setup. It is out there now in the media. The only thing now is the ball is in his court. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I mean, I would offer, I mean, I said earlier today, I would want to meet up here and just find out from the minute, uh, you know, what really happened. You know, how did it get to uh, to this stage that it is now? Mm-hmm. And, and also, uh, many, many have gone through, but it's always up to you as a, that individual, you know, when you face the judiciary that you will be in front of and how you tell your story and the result of it. Yes, it came before we've known of the Maria Sarapumas who mm. were banned several years at up to 15 months and so forth. So, uh, I mean, because at, at the end, people just become honest uh, and they tell the truth and that's yes. what I think South Africa uh, would want to hear from him. But uh, I wish him the best of luck as he, he faces the mammoth task of uh, really defending himself and, uh, uh, and and seeing what the the, the judiciary uh, will come up with in terms of of, of the fine. I mean, if yeah. you look at the even death of Saga, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Owen, for me, um, it's very difficult. You, no one is. We're not. We're never there. You know, we can't also say it's yes, say. I mean, uh, uh, in, person was heavily injured in the attack. If he was there, he wasn't there. He's denying. Obviously, he's on his way to Japan. Uh, you know, will he be mm. withdrawn? If, uh, anything? It's far, it still remains to be seen. Uh, or oh, they will wait for him to come back. But unfortunately, he will not come back to South Africa as he's signed already in France to play. You know, uh, club rugby in France as well. So where the story will go to, I, I don't know. Where it will end? Uh, you know, if uh, finally something can be said before the start of the tournament. To change his inclusion of the team is highly unlikely because I think he will have uh, to have a representative on him on his behalf mm-hmm. of the case and so forth. So those are for me are pertinent issues at this stage when it comes. We don't have the really because he's denied and therefore it means that there needs to be an inquiry. Yes. And whether that inquiry will be set up, we don't know. Uh, you know, if the sports federation. Uh, will be really pushing for that inquiry. We mm, don't know where mm. it will be set up, as we've seen that it's coming from the Human Rights Commission yes. and uh, not really coming from uh, the, the, the Sports Federation itself in terms of just making sure and hope. Yes, it's about time. The, the World Cup is also starting in the next couple of two weeks. Mm, uh, mm. You know, and the Springboks need a player like Evan Etzebeth uh, in, in their squad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we don't know what the final outcome, but for now, I think we'll have to has made up his mind he wants Eben to be in his squad for Japan and he's on his way to Japan. Your thoughts on the 31-man squad that is heading over to Japan? Uh, I mean, it's one of the most inclusive squads that's heading to a Rugby World Cup for South Africa. Are you happy with the makeup? Look, 
terms of, uh, of, of being happy, is, uh, it's been a process over the last two years uh, where the, the, the Rasi Rasmus, when he took over from Ellis and uh, in his sight, uh, he had the World Cup making sure that, uh, uh, you know, he will have uh, a team that has played for the two years together and for him to give as many opportunities to the players. And he's done that. I think we're, uh, we've got to also be truthful to what we say on paper is that Rasi Rasmus uh, has selected his best possible squad. If you look in terms of the front rows, Mm. Uh, one, I would not be happy with uh, a Franz Malherbe in the squad, but it's also got to be said he's there because, uh, as one, he's a contacted national player up yep. until the end of December. And, and uh, yes, it's the honest truth that if you are contacted, uh, you'll always have that advantage, you know, uh, mm. of, of, of being looked at and also, you know, being given the full support for you to be able uh, to, to, to be on the pipeline and going to the World Cup. A couple mm. of players mm. missed out. I know that there's an outcry of police or Kawaka not being there, yes. but I mean, he's was quite fortunate that he's just got a stint to go and play in France. So, yes, he's going to be uh, as, uh, the remaining uh, reserve, but can be called upon when needed to. So, for me, in those uh, in those crops, uh, out of the five that's going, obviously feel that France Malherbe has not, for me, done enough. But he's on the you know. But we, we all look differently at how one would have three tight heads in specialist position, and then you've got Trevor Nyakan who can play either loose head or tight head. And you know, that, that for me is it's very important that you've got a solid uh, front row. Me, I could have maybe looked at not Franz Malenko, but a different player in that instance. But the only thing that goes in his favor this time around is that is able to play as a tight head and a specialist tight head. And if you look at Luis Oliso, he's a loose head, unfortunately, mm, and he's got mm. to compete with Beast. And we know what Beast did, especially after having come on against the All Blacks and also having to start. And he's shown really that he's back to, to his best in terms of his scrummaging mm. and, 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 and also general play across Oliso. Just unfortunately, couldn't make that. And then if you go to the hookers, well, it's always been the norm that those are the three hookers that we're always going to take with uh, to, to the World Cup. But I think uh, ever since Carl Bridge came back uh, yeah. you know, overseas uh, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, mm. always going to be, uh, from Saracens, was always going to be part of Rasi's plans. I mean, yeah. we understand Upper Pandamero was the fourth, but unfortunately, mm. Uh, mm. with that, uh, he, he couldn't make the team the locks. That for me was interesting to see Lord Diaga coming back on yes. uh, after a lengthy injury spell. That for me uh, also said, uh, you know, the trust. He's been to a World Cup 2015. He had a blind over World Cup. Mm, so mm. this time around, he gets uh, to go to his second uh, World Cup with, with, with the Springboks. I mean, if you look at uh, Mostad, has he done enough? Certainly, I think he will be a starter against the All Blacks alongside Eben Etabeth mm. and Lord on the bench and the and the others uh, will definitely be sitting on the grandstand. Look yeah. forward was always the norm. Mm. Well, the difficult one is uh, a guy like Elstad. Elstad, you know, I'm sure he thought uh, that certainly he would have had an opportunity on a, a sniff of going to the World Cup, but when word came out that, uh, you know, it was all up to how Sia recovered from that knee injury mm. in mm. terms of him going to the World Cup. So we quite settled as a 
forward uh, uh, unit uh, during during Farmelen being the only number eight. Warren Watley obviously injured. Uh, injuries as captain out of uh, contention to be selected for the World Cup, so he's out. Uh, another notable omission, but injuries uh, have been his undoing in this season mm. of twenty of twenty nineteen. Scrum off the wonder boy, the wonder kid, national junkie. Yes, who yes. Thought, you know, uh, twenty eighteen that there would be someone called national junkie uh, boarding. I think for me, he's the biggest surprise in the thirty one men squad, but mm. he's mm. also one that deserves. Uh, to be part of the three scrum offs that are going. You know, if you look at uh, Cobalt Reina, he was seen to be the second, uh, uh, you know, w- you know, wearing that number nine jersey or behind Faf de Clerc. Yes. And I think Michel Janchi has clipped his wings and uh, has taken over uh, in terms of him being the number two uh, scrum off for, for the Springboks. Faf, mm. obviously, is still the, 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 the number one. And, uh, well, he, you know, it could come under a lot of pressure from Hesher Junchis in the tournament mm, uh, mm. as well. Hungry Pollard selects himself. I think Elton Junchis uh, knows that. So and Cheslin Colby? Cheslin Colby gives you a lot of options. Yes. I think for me it's also important that, you know, if I was the coach, I would have gone with Cheslin Colby as my number number one uh, fullback because it gives mm, you a lot, especially mm. if you've got the natural swing goes on the right wing. You've mm. got Mampinti, the, the finisher. And you need someone who can start something from, you know, from nothing. And our first game is quite a critical one. Where yes. We're up against the All Blacks. So we, we also know that the All Blacks are at a panic stage. You look at what they've done with Owen Franks. Mm. They've not taken him. So, uh, you know, they, they're also looking at uh, planning in, in their selection of what they might encounter. And in terms of saying that they might need players that are also quite mobile because they understand that most of the teams might be playing at a frantic pace uh, mm. when it comes to match day, the full 80 minutes. So that's where we're heading. We need mm. mobility. Uh, in, they need mobility in their front, in, in, in their front forwards, but also in terms of the back three. You look at Reese, you look at Bridge, who would have thought those two uh, would be pushing for places ahead of Smith as well as uh, Rico Iwani. Yes. So it's interesting times for the All Blacks, but also interesting times for South Africa. Yeah. Who do they play fullback? And that for me is an interesting one. What about, where, does, where does France stay in fitting this whole picture? <laughs> France, if I tell you the honest truth, uh, for me, uh, you know, in terms of his inclusion, yeah. uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a late bloomer. Uh, why is a late bloomer? I, you know, uh, it's very difficult to say uh, you know, if he's said, yes, he's been playing well for, for his club in France. Yeah, Montpellier. Uh, yeah. has been saying Montpellier, but, uh, you know, many people would have thought a guy like Andre Esterhazen uh, could have really, you know, <laughs> done enough uh, mm. to make sure that he goes uh, to, to, uh, to to the World Cup. You had also Stefontaine. He's injured. One of the reasons he was never part because he's injured. So mm. that's a long-term injury, and that's why then France being kidney. So for him, he gives an option. Uh, uh, Owen Honey, we've got yeah. to say also, he gives an option at 10, he gives an option at 12, he gives an option at 15, mm, and mm. no other player can play those three positions. And I think Andre Esterhazen, that's why he could not make it, because he only is a specialist number 12 uh, inside center for, mm, for, for mm. the team. France gives an option at 35A, at inside center, and at fullback. Mm. Yes, he's not having the pace, uh, you know, that he used to have because of of his age and also the, the way that he has but that's why Russia has always uh, put him on the bench so that he covers those three positions 
a vital position one has to, to mention as well. And also he comes in, he's got a big, massive boot in him. Andre says it does not have all those attributes. So I think that's why he was on the losing side when it mm, comes mm. to selection for him on the jet. So it's good to have someone who's been, who's won a World Cup, uh, you know, going again to, to the 20, to, to the 2019, it's third World Cup, it has to be said, uh, yeah. uh, so you need that experience, and also coming from the bench, uh, you know, I don't think he will be a starter, because he's not fast, he's not that fast anymore, he might come during the tough games uh, to start, but definitely won't be able to play the full 80 minutes, his body yeah. won't allow him to do that. Then, obviously, the, the World Cup kicks off on the 20th September, so it gives us time to possibly chat about that at a later stage. I want to bring it back home first. It is the yeah. Curry Cup semi-finals taking place this weekend. The first semi-final sees uh, the Golden Lions uh, taking on the Griquas at Emirates Airline Park in Johannesburg. Uh, that's going to be a tough encounter. We saw the uh, Lions uh, really battle to get past the Griquas in that uh, uh, match last weekend. Griquas, though, not very good travellers. Greek was not being very good soccer. I think yeah, they counted the ads before they hatched, or when it has to be said, mm-hmm. that they already had an eye for a home semi-final. And you know how difficult uh, they are for, you know, playing in Kimberley. I've played mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. three seasons. You know, mm-hmm. I know uh, that we always, uh, we've always uh, done very well to the visiting teams, be it Sharks or Lions. But I think when it came uh, to, to the last Round robin is they were lying on top of the log, yeah. and uh, for them to find themselves in third position, uh, it's not something that Brandy Ante van Rensburg uh, was looking at. If you look also, the coach uh, also announcing that he will not be, yes. uh, you know, continuing his services in Greekwas. That is another uh, sort of um, it, it, not, not, not emotional, but mm. I think it gained uh, the whole confidence of the side, knowing that in the semi final against their arch rival, the Cheetahs. Uh, it could be his last game as mm. coach Brandy after Van Rensburg. So once again, it's a union that is similar to Cheetahs, always produces the players, but every season loses uh, mm. players to the bigger unions. I mean, you look yeah. at Cheetahs, uh, Cheetahs will be without uh, Oxen Chair. Mm. Uh, he's going to the Sharks. Uh, so that's another loss. So, I mean, they've had so many of, of the players that they've come. If you look at Trevor Nyakani, you look at Luis Diaga, mm. look at all the players. Uh, that have been with the Cheetahs, all poached away. So that's a union that keeps on breeding yeah. uh, these uh, talented individuals. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the semi-final, this one, it's going to be nothing but a humdinger. You look at yeah. Cheetahs coming from uh, behind against Western Province, that yep. shows character. Mm-hmm. Besides mm-hmm. that, they also earn themselves a semi-final spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that means a lot to them. And, and, and for me, I look forward to seeing uh, that derby in North versus uh, Northern Northern Free State versus the Free State itself. Yes. It's been uh, many years of that job, and I think for me, uh, the the highlights will always be uh, between the derbies, and I think it's going to be a very close score. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my thinking. If you look at also the Ellis Park, so early kickoff, it's a two o'clock yes. kickoff. Uh, you know, for the for the Lions against the Sharks, Sharks always have enjoyed. Uh, you know, especially in the last coming uh, couple of years, they've enjoyed mm. playing at Ellis Park. It's high altitude, mm. and I think for me, they want to do well as well. And uh, uh, you know, there's changes also in terms of the mood mm. uh, within the team. And I think for me, that's what has changed uh, in terms of that. What they needed in the last game, in the, in the round robins, they got, mm. and uh, they went through to the semi-finals. Well, for them, it looked as if they might not even make it to the semi-finals. Yeah. So, for me, that's for me is very, very important. I mean, if you look at the Lions, they won 27-26 in mm, Kimberley. Mm. 
you know, so it's always going to be, when it comes to semi-finals, difficult to say who will go through. But yeah. I think always you've got to give the home side uh, that advantage, playing at home, knowing the conditions, and, uh, you know, for them to pull it through. But yeah. the Sharks uh, are the defending champs, it has to be said, you know, mm-hmm. beating Western Province just a year ago in Newland. So they're good travel. Uh, yep. Tanda Banana, that's where we're going to have to leave it. Thank you so much for your time this evening and enjoy the Curry Cup. And let's hope that the Springboks uh, do well uh, when they head over to Japan. Remember, they are playing a warm up game against the host nation next weekend. So we look forward to that. But when we come back after this break, we'll be talking football matters as the MTN8 awaits us.